Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the News Agent Podcast. I'm Susie Lysett, Content Executive at Good Lord. Uh, this week, I'm joined by Neil Bolduck, uh, Director at Charles David Custon Estate Agents. Um, and in the wake of uh, Ash Residential Property Management, or ARPM, ceasing to trade in the past month, we're going to have a look, a little look into uh, uncertainty in the industry, it's outsourcing or, or white labelling and lettings too, and the question of transparency. Uh, so thanks very much, Neil, for, for joining me to talk us through this topic. No, thanks very much uh, for having me on, Suzanne. Nice to see you. And uh, yeah, it's quite a, a very interesting topic, actually, and quite timely to discuss it. Exactly, exactly. No, it is. Um, well, perhaps first, just to kick us off, actually, I know that um, you've um, spoken to us for our blog and, and for our podcast before, but for the listeners out there who may not know who you are, uh, if you could just uh, start off by telling us a bit about you, a bit about uh, Charles David Casson as an agency. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, we've... Uh, Charles David Casson, we're based down in Chelmsford in Essex, and we've got our own uh, state and letting agency covering the whole of Essex. Um, we also provide some property management services to other agents as well. Um, we are looking at franchising our own agency, and uh, we also do leasehold block and estate management. So we've kind of got a, a sort of a, what I like to term an all-round property consultancy business. Um, which basically, yeah, if you've got uh, something you need doing with the property, we've generally got some sort of service for it. Good to hear you've got that sort of all-encompassing offering. I think that that probably makes it easier to uh, uh, for, for landlords and so on out there. Um, well, let's dive into the topic for today. Um, I mean, and perhaps we should initially look just at a bit of context uh, for, for those uh, letting agents out there who may not perhaps be quite as aware of, uh, of um, uh, what the topic is here and uh, who ARPM are. Um, so, yeah, ju- just to start us off, if you could perhaps give a bit of uh, bit of insight as to the services that ARPM uh, pr- provided to uh, to letting agents. Yeah, so ARPM were, I would say, the largest provider of what uh, people tend to call white labelled uh, and outsourced tenancy management services or property management services, and um, essentially they would provide the back office function to uh, estate and letting agents across the UK, um, providing their property management, rent collection, uh, and all kind of back office uh, lettings administration functions. Um, and yeah, it's fair to say, I think for a long, long time, they have been the most well-known provider of that service. I suppose the next question then really is what what's sort of the the impact of, of therefore them, them stopping to trade if they're one of these larger providers? Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of happened, uh, seemed to happen overnight with no warning. Um, and in fact, there was a lot of um, a lot of sort of industry rumblings and rumours and uh, people, agents phoning each other saying, oh, have you heard about this? ARPM are going out of business. And actually for quite a few days, people were trying to find some information um, and couldn't until an announcement came out in the industry press that uh, they did look like they were going into administration. And I think since that, that's actually been confirmed, um, mainly by looking on companies' house documents. But I think that the big thing um, for me, what sort of struck me was this, this, this uncertainty. Landlords, uh, especially, but also agents, don't like uncertainty. And whenever there's, um, funny enough, whenever there's uncertainty in the property market, that's when the market starts starts going a little bit wrong. And uh, I think that kind of reflects through here. It was just a massive amount of uncertainty and anxiety as to 
what's actually happening because no announcements were really made. Um, and I think you had, because of the sort of the chain of um, how that service was structured, you had agents not knowing what was happening and then their landlord clients also not knowing what was happening. And on that question of uncertainty, um, obviously over the past you know, couple of years, there's been quite a lot of <laughs> a lot of uncertainty thrown at everybody. I mean, do you think that the uncertainty surrounding the pandemic and the fact that agents have already had to react uh, quite quickly to to a new, um, I use the word crisis for the pandemic, but um, uh, changes in the industry, do you think that that helped um, prepare agents? Do, they, do you think that they are more ready to deal with that kind of uncertainty now? Yeah, so I guess I think uh, I think the last uh, well, I'm going to say twelve months, but it's more like two years really now. So yeah, um, yeah, I think that probably has sort of maybe made agents a little bit more resilient in that they've had to get used to sort of changing very quickly and uh, reacting to to situations. Um, but yeah, I think I just think it's the uncertainty is the massive bit within this whole industry. People want certainty as much as possible and actually if you give that certainty whether it's good or bad news um people can generally deal with that because then they know where they stand and they actually know what's happening and once you know what's happening you can make a plan of where to go from there but i think it's it's really when things are up in the air and and there's radio silence and people just don't know the exact situation that's when it really causes um angst really no, I mean that. That's fair enough. I suppose that uh, in general, if if uh, you know if if a situation's uncertain, it makes people much more. Uh, it's always good to have a bit of security. Um, I mean, w- would you have any advice for for those agents who may be experiencing uncertainty? You know, in any situation within the you know within the industry, is there any advice, any um, learnings that you've perhaps taken from from the past two years, or any of your own experiences in your agency? Yeah, definitely. So I think the one thing to not do is is never panic and. Um, we actually have a we call it the panic model here and it's a an acronym um of the word panic and and it starts off right what is the problem identify what the problem is and then we work through and hit about hitting it head on and i think anything in life um you know i'm an ex-police officer as well uh as a an estate agency business owner and i think anything in life sometimes you just have to recognize if you if you spend too long worrying about something it might not happen or if you spend some time worrying about something that has happened then you can't change that anyway so the best thing to do is to recognize it's happened accept it and just move on and for, forge your plan forward i think that's something that sometimes agents on or historically haven't been great and we probably got better through throughout this pandemic because we were sort of forced into that um but yeah definitely i think if you just Sometimes it's about accepting and recognising what the problem is and then just moving on with it and making some decisions of, of, of kind of how to move forward rather than spending your time endlessly worrying about it because ultimately seeing it, it is what it is, isn't it? And I always said, uh, funny enough, we had a saying when I was in the police, how do you deliver bad news and you just deliver it? Um, there's only one way to deliver bad news and that is to, to tell it and just to deliver it. So... Um, I think we can all learn something from that as well. 
yeah, as long as uh, I suppose once you once you get that certainty, then that's when you can start to plan. So it, it does make everything easier from that point onwards. Um, and obviously, one, one element of this is, as, as you raised, um, is the idea of outsourcing white labelling. Um, I mean, what do you think is the role of, of that within the industry um, at large at the minute? You know, is it something which is that growing, the, the use of outsourcing? I would suggest that perhaps referencing, for example, is, is probably something which is um, uh, quite for for quite a long time now being outsourced. I mean, is, is that the role of outsourcing growing in the industry? Yeah, I, I think it certainly is, because I think historically this industry, I've always said it's not been a very collaborative industry historically. So agents historically have not, you know, you wouldn't speak to the other agents in your town, um, which is very different to a lot of other industries who do collaborate. And so um, I think, you know, now we're more used to a lot of people outsource their sales progression. A lot of people are outsourcing, as you say, referencing's kind of been accepted for a long time that that's that's something that we outsource uh inventories in the letters world <clears throat> it's quite common to outsource your inventories to a third party provider and so i think um i think it is becoming more acceptable to outsource and i also think that um for me it's i don't really like the word outsourcing i think it's more about partnerships and partnering with people um because the definition of the two are very different and, and partnering sits more comfortably with me um but yeah i think also there's more more and more people in this industry especially since the pandemic have kind of realized that they do need to have a lettings business um for me any really any sensible um estate agency business owner will have some involvement in lettings because you know it provides you with the cash flow it sees you through uncertain times but with the growing level of compliance that there's been over the last few years, and that's sort of that's going to be ongoing. That's it's not getting less; it's only going to get more. Um, you know, quite rightly, some of those people who don't have experience in that, or just don't necessarily have the time, or want to employ property managers and that kind of thing, they're now recognising that actually they can have a lettings business by partnering with let's call it an outsourced provider, uh, or as I like to call it a property management partnership, but you can have that. Um, and so get that stability in your business without actually having to worry about the compliance or or deal with the broken broken down washing machines and all the rest of it. So yeah, I think I think out, you know, partnering, outsourcing, whatever we want to term it is, is going to grow within the industry. I mean, we're even seeing people getting um, Actually, you know, we've got one within our business now, but it's becoming quite common that people are now getting virtual assistants as well. So, um, you know, because there are some admin jobs that just don't have to be sat in a, an office in the UK. They can't do all the jobs, of course, but, um, you know, there, there, there is. So people are just getting used to, yeah, I think used to re releasing a bit of control, shall we say. No, it certainly seems like I guess a lot of the um, the solutions that you're suggesting there, the virtual assistant, for example, it is sort of tech, you know, being able to support the uh, the industry to be able to to, well, to enable them to do what it is that they want to do most, which I suppose is talking with customers and being able to provide that best service. Um, no, so it's it's uh, definitely seems like it could potentially it could be continue to grow as you say. Yeah. Um, I mean, are there any particular types of agents using that type of outsourced, surf outsourced service? Is it perhaps more for, you know, self-employed agents or is it uh, for small agencies or is it generally a, a trend that you're seeing? Yeah, so I think generally it's uh, agents who have historically been sales only. 
uh, and they've wanted to open a lettings arm without the cost associated in employing people. Um, I think definitely with the growth of the self-employed models and franchises and things like that, um, again, though, you know, if you're a self-employed estate agent, it's very important that you're concentrating on business generation, not concentrating on renewing tenancy agreements or dealing with broken down boilers. So for them, it's a perfect solution and an, an important one. Um, I, I would say probably the smaller uh, people starting out in lettings or um, you know, a, a sort of a smaller to medium size agent is who would use the service. Um, because they, you know, the reality is there does become a point where it probably becomes quite an expensive service and it actually would make more sense to employ your own staff. Um, but again, that just depends because there's so many benefits to not employing your own staff and using a partner because you don't have to get them a computer, a desk, pay them a pension, uh, get more premises, et cetera, et cetera, give them sick pay. So there's so many benefits that go along with it. It, it just depends. But I would say the sort of general trend is probably uh, the smaller agents. And would you say that that's perhaps um, enhanced even further by, would you say that property management in, in its own right is becoming more um, more popular in that sense is it something that uh, more letting agents are um, or more landlords perhaps are seeing the value in a fully uh, having the full management service would you say that that's also perhaps driving this trend in looking for more outsourcing to enable letting agents to be able to provide that service yeah definitely and i think that again that's only going to get more and more with um you know the regulation of property agents and things like that and more and more legislation and that that's only going to be a good thing of um I've seen it in another industry. I used to work in security um, and anybody could go and work on a nightclub door as a bouncer and that kind of thing. And then um, they had something called the Security Industry Authority come in and you had to be regulated. And that's kind of similar to what's going to happen, although very different industries, they're similar to what's going to happen. And it's really only a good thing when an industry gets regulated because it forces standards up and it'll also mean that... um, you know, landlords need us more and more. There's, I think there's never been a time uh, more prevalent than now when, uh, I mean, I, I, I say whenever I'm at a sort of a networking event or giving a talk that I truly believe that unless it's a landlord's full-time job, they should not be allowed to fully manage their property um, because, I mean, or, you know, or they're retired and they want to spend all day reading the legislation. But other than that, I can't really see how they can physically keep up with everything that letting agents have to keep up with. I suppose if uh, if agents are having to be regulated to quite that extent whenever ROPA comes in, it um, stands to reason that perhaps landlords who are also having to, to go through all, all of these processes should potentially uh, follow some, some, some form of, um, uh, you know, sort of follow on those same lines, I suppose, and uh, ensure that they are being able to keep up with everything necessary it is uh, perhaps quite difficult to keep track of it uh, track of it with uh, so many buy-to-let landlords out there that's right yeah yeah and i think again in a sort of a strange way i think the pandemic uh, has probably helped us a little bit in that you know we saw the biggest cases of rent arrears we've seen for a long time and so landlords needed agents help even more to sort of unwind that and, and negotiate rents for them um and of course you know more more people than ever now need rent guarantee insurance as well um so you know i think whenever there's a um 
you know a challenging situation it also creates opportunity for us and that's that's really for me what this all the legislation coming in whilst it's it is quite tiresome and if you're not set up for it or you you're not invested in it you don't want to deal with that kind of thing um that's fine and that's when you should probably outsource it or get a property management partner but um it does create opportunity at the end obviously it's good for for agents to be able to see that opportunity and to be able to bring that further value to landlords um i mean going back to the idea of uh, more of the property management partnership concept um i mean is that something that you think um should be shared with the landlords more so that they're perhaps a bit more aware of who it is that their agents are uh working with you know if there's going to be qualifications and so on brought in do you think that that should be almost the next step yeah, absolutely. I'm a real firm believer in that. So my personal opinion is that the white labelling part of it doesn't work. And the reason for that is is, is not just my opinion. It is based on feedback from uh, clients that we manage for other agents who have been with a white label provider before, um, is that actually they love the transparency of it because they now understand that we are the property management partner and the agent is their letting agent. I think when that when it's explained to people like that, when people explain, look, we're we're good at letting your property, and we're going to find you tenants, and we're going to find you excellent tenants, but we've partnered with a specialist property management company to provide the compliance because there's so many pieces of reg- um, legislation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Landlords actually, when it's explained to them like that, they go, oh yeah, that makes sense, and so they actually appreciate the transparency of it. Whereas if it's white labelled and they believe they're dealing with the letting agent all the time and then suddenly they find out they're not because of a problem that kind of exacerbates things and they feel that why did you lie to me in the first place so I I think um, yeah you know I know a lot of people sort of quite precious about their brand as well you can understand that and so historically again because agents haven't wanted to collaborate so much they would never want to tell the landlord that oh you know it's, it's not my company that's doing that part but now explained in the right way actually for the landlord who is at the end of the day they are the end user of the property management service no matter who is providing it they actually fully appreciate the fact that people have been honest with them and uh, it kind of sits better with them I think does seem that it is only when there becomes a problem that it becomes a problem really it's uh you know it's uh such as if if the the company that you're using to to outsource your services to if they then stop trading for example that's when the issue would uh would arise if it were all under one branded umbrella and when in fact it isn't necessarily something that your brand uh, can provide so uh, it is true it is uh you know it's easy to see it from both sides why you'd want it to be branded but then also why it's better to perhaps have that conversation earlier on about who it is that's actually providing each of the individual services um yeah that's right i I agree with you i can definitely see it from both sides i just think if you i think it's all about how you position it and how you explain it and if you're honest with the landlord they will appreciate the honesty um and also it goes a little bit further than that obviously if you have positioned it in this way that you've got you've partnered with a company to provide that for you if anything does go wrong with that the landlord also fully appreciates that it was that provider's fault and not your agency's fault and so it gives you a little bit of 
a buffer in that relationship as well, I think. We've obviously talked a bit about um, about ROPA. We've talked a bit about transparency in terms of that uh, white labelling, that's um, the uh, outsourcing side of things. I mean, are there any other areas or any other ways that agents can perhaps be more transparent? Obviously, there was the you know the, the the fees act for example so for tenants everything became perhaps a bit more transparent um you know do you see this advancing further in the future this aim for transparency across the industry yeah i do actually i think i think it will i think we've been forced down that route and, and you know that's not a bad thing so for instance you know if you're gonna if you're gonna make any money on maintenance commissions etc that's got to be disclosed in your terms of business um any referral fees from perhaps listers um that kind of thing has got to be disclosed. So, but that's not a bad thing. Again, you know, I think if you, people just want honesty at the end of the day. And seeing as we're trying to enhance the, the sort of um, reputation of estate agency and letting agencies in general, um, being transparent, transparent, that's not the right word, is it? Transparent, <laughs> being transparent and, uh, and honest, why would we not want to be? Because you know, that ultimately, that's what we're trying to actually enhance our reputation to say that this is an honest industry, it's a professional industry. So why wouldn't we want to? And again, I, I always say, I think it's all about explaining the value of things to people. And when it's explained right, and you tell them, you know, this is what you're getting, but this is the value behind it. Um, people, people are happy to pay if they see value. People won't, people won't mind. Uh, that you're outsourcing or partnering with your property management if they're getting a good service. People won't mind that you had a referral fee um, from the solicitor, for instance, again, if they get a good service uh, and they knew about it and it was there was nothing being hidden. So I think it's just a good thing all round. The transparency in that communication is uh, obviously key to most industries. It's uh, something which everybody can benefit from. On another point, perhaps, um, the, this question of uncertainty with, uh, you, you know, uh, perhaps some suppliers. Uh, obviously, we've got the energy crisis going on at the minute. There are suppliers uh, you know, in different areas who are, that are collapsing at the moment. Uh, there are plenty of mergers, acquisitions in the property industry itself. Uh, I mean, how, how do you see that? playing out you know that that level of uncertainty do you think that this will settle down do you think that that consolidation in our industry will continue do you think that suppliers and so on in, in other industries will continue to have an impact on on the one in which we work um, i definitely think there's going to be more consolidation in the industry with acquisitions and mergers because i think um yeah, people are sort of realizing there that sometimes there's strength in numbers um sometimes people uh potentially build a business like a lettings business and then um if they have if they don't know about you know being able to outsource or they're just fed up with it they all want to sell it because that's the valuable part to their business um so yeah i definitely think i, I think uh, i think the uncertainty will settle down for us i think you know at the end of the day property businesses are solid businesses and they do have their ups and downs um if you've got a solid lettings base underneath your sales business that's that's going to be a good thing for any agent to see them through um but yeah i do, I do think there's going to be more um again because some agents just you know there's a lot of people that have been in this industry for a long long time and sometimes when change comes some people can adapt to it others just can't and uh yeah that's that's, that's no sort of criticism of them it's just that's perhaps the era they're from and, and they, they 
they decide, you know what, this is just too much. I've been through this change, that change, and now I can't take any more changes. And so they decide to merge or sell. Um, so I think that will go on because as more and more legislation comes in, more regulation, uh, that sort of is just the natural path of, of any industry under those sort of challenges, I think. Do you think that that will sort of bring things full circle a little bit, turn back to your theme of collaboration? If everything's becoming much more consolidated, much more interconnected, do you think that that will encourage in and of itself more collaboration and push towards more of that model? Yeah, well, yeah, I think it probably will, because I think it forces, uh, it almost forces people's hands sometimes to to do that. And, and you know, it's just the sort of, I guess, the day and age we're in, um, it's all about running lean businesses, basically. So, you know, every time you want to do something new, doesn't mean you have to get another desk, get another salary, and get another computer for them to sit at, and, and that kind of thing. So, um you know we've, we've obviously seen a lot of changes through the pandemic with people going to home working that would have never been uh you know i know home working's always gone on but not really in this industry that's that's something very new um and people have accepted oh wow this can actually work and uh and we can sort of push forward on that so yeah i think there'd just be there'd just be so many more changes and there's really there's just a lot of new people coming into this industry who are a bit more open-minded is, is frankly what it's all about uh, you know again as i say sort of as an industry we've always been a little bit closed-minded um and now we're able to actually look at some other industries and see how they do things and see how they've changed and recognize that actually that can come through into a state and letting agency and people are opening up to it flexibility is, uh, is perhaps what's being introduced to you know sort of out of all of this it's um you know with Perhaps more interest in outsourcing, more adaptability, more uh, uh, being able to react in the right way to uncertainty. Um, and with, you know, people coming in, new people coming into the industry with a bit being a bit more open minded, I suppose it does just engender that idea of flexibility and be able to move a bit perhaps better with the times, if uh, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes 100 percent sense. And I think, again, just going back to the, uh, the pandemic, we'll probably be referring to that for, for years to come, won't we? But. I think that's made us all uh, collaborate more because that's actually got people talking, um, you know, in a lot of sort of Facebook forums. Uh, yeah, there's a sort of a few of them for our industry on Facebook, um, big groups full of agents all talking and offering help and ideas to each other. And, um, you know, that's really, that was there before, but that's sort of accelerated everyone being willing to share perhaps their challenges and uh, and what's been going on and some solutions. And that, that's a nice thing as well, really, because it just means that we're all there. You know, you've almost got this sort of breed of agent who actually are championing, championing each other to grow their businesses now. Whereas, you know, again, historically, that's not really been uh, kind of the culture in the industry. No, it does seem quite a positive way forwards then, really, that this idea of uncertainty it almost breeds transparency, trust, a bit more collaboration. It uh, seems like it's uh, things are, are moving in the right direction. So, I mean, perhaps if I can actually finish um, finish up with that as a question, I mean, do you, do you think that it is sort of a positive future for the industry? Do you think we are moving in the right direction there? Yeah, I do think we are. I think there's a lot of changes going on. Um, and it, I, I think it is a... a a cultural change within the industry actually that um there's a, there is more openness there is more transparency and there is more regulation coming which 
I've already said, but that, that breeds the openness and the transparency um, and the collaboration. And so it's a much more, um, you know, it's a much more friendly place to work. And I think, you know, again, you look back a few years ago, everybody would be at work in a suit. And nowadays we've got people wearing shorts and T-shirts to work, which they're comfortable in. So who cares? Do you know what I mean, who cares what they're wearing? As long as they're doing the job properly, it's, uh, it's a great place to kind of be. It's true. It's all about uh, the results. And if at the end of the day, all of your customers are happy, then that's that's what's important and always has been. And I suspect always will be. So, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks ever so much, then, Neil, for, for chatting with me today. I think that that's, uh, as I say, it is quite a positive note to, to end on, uh, you know, despite the fact that we are perhaps going through a period of uncertainty and so on. Um, I do think that we're we're obviously heading in the right direction with where that's where that's leading to and how agents are going to continue to react um, in, in the long term. So. Thank you very much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, pretty brilliant.